Welcome. I'm Danielle Sally. And I'm Eva Fusaw. And you're listening to Ghost Boss, stories about the freelance afterlife. Hi. Hi, Eva. How are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just okay. Yeah. Um, you know how we've been doing this thing where I get all my sleep, like yes. I've been getting good night's sleep before yes. the podcast. No, not, not this Oh week. no. How much you got? Should I even ask? Oh God. It was like under six hours. Ooh, I know. I would not, I don't do well. I know. With, <laughs> probably don't do well with less than nine, but I never get nine. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I will say my, my husband and I alternate weekends. Nice. So like I, Saturday's my day to sleep in. Nice. Sunday's his day to sleep in. And I'll get a solid like 10 or more. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I like, but it makes up for all the sure, 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 sure. rest right, right, of the right. week. Yeah. So I, I'm in pain hearing you got less than six. No. I know. Um, that's why I texted you when I woke up this morning and said, are we recording today? Yeah. Are we, are we? I was like, and I just respond. I was on my way to school drop like, off yes, at like 10. 10. I didn't even say yes. I was like 10 a.m. Yes. <laughs> um, so I did not get enough sleep last night yeah. because I like to be late to the party. Yeah. So I started binge watching a show that's been on the air for like four years. Well, so the funny thing is you posted it. Uh, was it Succession? It's Succession. Okay. So yes. you posted about it. I was like, I'm real late to the party. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh. It's not on Bravo. It's so, not on Bravo. It's on fair. HBO. I kind of limit myself and that's fine. Yeah. Um, I tried to start watching it a couple years ago and just couldn't do it. Yeah. And, and now I started watching it a couple days ago and it is, it's so good. Like I have a hard time getting into shows because I get distracted. Yeah. Um, but like I put down my knitting twice Whoa. last night watching the show. I stayed up past midnight watching it. I will say, uh, you know, I say I only watch Bravo. On Netflix, yeah. there is a show called Lupin. And I probably said that horribly. It's Sorry, okay. anyone French listening. But it, it's just so good. Yeah. My husband and I get really, really into it. Yeah. It's, it's over, over. But like, if you ever have time, go watch it. Now it does, it is dubbed in English because it's okay. originally done in French. Yeah. But yeah. It, if that doesn't bother you, it doesn't, it doesn't I, bother me. I watch a lot of stuff like that. So if that doesn't bother you, you should check that out. It's really good. Is it like three or four seasons deep? Because that seems to be my metric of what, what. I, think I'm trying to recall. I feel like that was the fourth season. Okay. Yeah. So I tend to watch shows after they've been on for a while. Yeah. Cause then you can really binge it. Well, you can really binge it, but also I think it's because a little bit subconsciously and maybe consciously though, if I'm talking about yeah. it, I fell in love with a show called Carnival in yeah. when I was in college. It's on HBO. It's one of the best shows HBO's ever done. Top three it's incredible. It's a big statement. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> go go watch it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna Manage your expectations. Okay. Well, first off, it's about a traveling carnival during the Dust Bowl. Yeah. Um, and it has the the bigger like theme is battle of good and evil. Like the Alpha and the Omega are, are traveling along the way and they cross paths. And the last scene of season two, they meet up in a cornfield and like it's the battle of the Alpha and the Omega. Okay. It was written for six seasons. They stopped making it after season two. No. Yes. That's the worst. I'm I'm so upset. Um, still, like 15 <laughs> years later, I'm so upset, and I think that's why they stopped making it partially because it was very expensive to yeah. produce. Um, there were five thousand people to costume for each season, and it's not like Succession 
or like a more modern show where you can just go buy these clothes. They yeah. handmade these clothes and like put them out in the desert oh, to man. like age them. And it's like, there's like a tarot theme. You'd actually probably really yeah. like it. It's beautifully done. Um, but it was like $4 million per episode to make this thing. Wow. It was so expensive. So they stopped making it. Ugh. And I think ever since then, I've had trust issues with shows. Sure, you never know when they're just going to disappear. <laughs> you need to make sure they're going to That's what I'm completed. saying. That's what I'm saying. And like, I also watched Yellowstone last year, like, yeah. After it'd come out. If you just like cut off Yellowstone at some point, like that would have been fine. But yeah. they wrote Carnival for six seasons. Like yeah. they wrote and all they six stopped. seasons and they stopped up their season two. So a bunch of quitters. Uh-huh. I got trust issues. <laughs> I got trust issues. So anyways, I was up late watching Succession. Yeah. Um, so no regrets, but I'm very tired well, today. Well, there you go. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of shows quitting. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> we wanted to talk about our stories of how, why and how we decided to quit our jobs mm-hmm. and jump into freelance full yeah. time. Yeah. I think both of us get this question a lot mm-hmm. of why did you do it? Were you scared? You're so brave, blah, 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 all the things. Yeah. And we thought, you know, let's just, let's tell our story yeah. because someone listening to this might resonate with, with our stories and they might be thinking about going full-time freelance or they might be like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> so we want to share our stories and why we did it, but we are at a important milestone for you. Yes. Eva. Yeah. So tell them all what the milestone is. Uh, I quit my job four years ago yesterday. Hey, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So January 9th of 2020 is when I put in my notice. My last day at my full-time job was February 13th, 2020. Yes. Um, the world shut down on March 13th, 2020. <laughs> Bad time. It was a big 60 days, y'all. <laughs> a lot of panicking, probably. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was panicking without quitting my job. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, so I quit my job four years ago yesterday. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, people ask me all the time, how did you know? When did you make yes. the decision? So I'd made the decision two or three months prior. Okay. Um, and so I started kind of like, you know, figuring out my branding, um, which for somebody who does branding professionally, I did my branding so fast because there was an event coming up and like, I didn't have my LLC set up yet. Like I didn't have a lot of stuff like done yet, but I was like, okay, but I can buy a domain. I think I had like a networking event coming up in a couple of days. Yeah. And I was like, I can, I can buy the domain. I can set up the email and I can print some business cards and I can soft launch this thing. So you're a designer. So you're like, if I need to change the logo later. And I did. (laughs) I a thousand percent did. I a thousand percent did. Um, so in November of 2019 is when I decided to do it. I made a very quick logo. I already had a portfolio site up. Yes. So it was not hard for me to do that. Um, and I set up my email domain and then in January I left. So how did I get to that decision? Yes. Let's talk about that. I think everybody's story is a little different. Right. Um, I had just, you know, I was at a midpoint in my career. Mm-hmm. I'd been where I was working for almost a decade yeah, and I'd kind of, you know, outgrown what was possible there, which is sure it happens with a lot of teams, a lot of teams. And it says nothing, nothing about the company. It just happens a lot. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I could keep kind of growing in that pot or I could move on. And honestly, when I first decided to freelance, I did. Now I'd I'd freelanced between jobs before every designer has, and I'd freelanced on the side while working. This is the first time I like set up an LLC and like did the things. Yeah. Made it official. Made it official. Um, but I fully planned initially to try it for six months. And if it didn't work, I was going to go 
back. Sure. Not, not to my old job, but I was going to go find, find another, another right. full-time job. Yeah. Um, and then the pandemic happened yeah. and then and no one was hiring. Nobody was. Well, <laughs> and like I have a young child. Mm-hmm. He had no childcare at the time. Yeah, it was tough. There were some logistical things that I don't know how I would have gone back Yeah, at, at that six month mark that oh, I initially sure. planned. We had terrible storms in Columbia yesterday yep. and we did e-learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> e-learning so triggering now. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, it's a oh, flashback. It's, it's a flashback. flashback. <laughs> I, I don't miss these days. And I instantly feel bad for the teachers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if it's this like triggering for me, it's probably super triggering for them. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh gosh. I don't, I do not miss uh, the, the days of the pandemic when we were trying to fix it all. But again, I can't imagine also trying to start my own company <laughs> yeah. during that time frame. Yeah, it was not great. Yeah. It was not great. But yeah, so my original plan was I'm going to try it for like six months. Sure. See how it goes. Um, not knowing the pandemic was coming. Right. And then some really great um, fellow freelancers already established in Columbia um, gave me lots of advice. And one of them in particular, Tim Floyd. Yes. We talked about him before. Um, Tim specifically told me, he's like, you've picked a great time in your career to do this. I agree. Because you have... And I think I may have told you the same thing when and, we and told, yeah. actually I had the same conversation with yeah. him and he said that and I was like, I, I agree. Yeah. He was yeah. like, it's the sweet spot in your career where you have 10 to 15 years of, mm-hmm. of experience. Yes. So you have enough chops to kind of prove who you are. You have a very wide portfolio of work. You have a lot of connections, right? You know what you're doing. Um, and knowing what you're doing is not even about design. You know what you're doing in client management. You know what you're doing with a hot project. You know what you're doing to like navigate getting buy-in, right? right? You know how to do all that. He's like, but you're also at a point in your career where like, if this doesn't work out, yeah. you still are in a very hireable position. Yeah. You know, I think trying to do this and certainly this is just my perspective about my, where I was Yes, because I don't want anybody to feel like this is the only time you can do it. Right. No. But for me, if I had tried to do this 10 years prior, I don't think I would have been this successful. I've I've made that same comment. Yeah. But, and I considered it too, because during the recession of 08, oh, I ended up- That's like, what I freelanced yeah. for a little bit when I was between jobs. Exactly. It, was, it wasn't so, 08 for me, it was 09. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, know, the, the company kept it going to like 2011 and then- I lost my job mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I could freelance full time. Yep. And I just didn't have anywhere near the connections that I do at this point in my yeah. career. Yeah. And I didn't have nearly the experience yep. that I had at this point in my career. And I think back, I'm like, I'm really glad that I decided to just go back into the workplace, find a job, yeah. learn a lot of things. You know, I especially I got web development jobs. And, yeah. you know, if I would have went freelance when I did, I yeah. probably wouldn't have taken that career path of learning so much about like web development and UX design and things like that. It could have been a completely different designer at this point. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that I stayed full time at Mm -hmm. that age. So I'm kind of agree with you. I'm, I'm glad that I waited, Yeah, but it doesn't mean that's necessarily the story for everyone. No, absolutely not. I know, I know a lot of people who freelance who are significantly earlier on in their career. You know, I'm glad I didn't do it too early. Yes. I'm really glad I did it now. Right. Um, it's turned out to be not only professionally one of the best decisions I've ever made, but personally one of the best decisions yes. I've ever made. Um, 
I am able to be the mom that I want to be. Yeah, that's a huge part. It's massive. And um, it's funny. I, um, I've i been asked to come speak at a career day at a school in a yeah. couple of weeks. I'm very excited about it. Cool. I'm trying to figure out how do I look cool in front of middle schoolers. Don't wear skinny jeans. I can't wear skinny <laughs> jeans. Do I take a Stanley with me? I don't I'm know. Currently wearing I'm skinny not wearing jeans. skinny jeans. I'm doing all right. And my, and my sweater is cropped. All right. I think go. I'm doing okay. <laughs> um, but one of the things they ask you to cover is like, what does your day to day look like? Yeah. And I'm just going to have to tell them like every day looks different. Well, and I said that even when I was at the agency, mm-hmm. right? Because um, it's like, it's one of the number one questions of the students coming in. Yeah. Like, what's your day look like? Whew, I don't know. Depends on the day, depends on the client, depends on the project. Every day is different. And freelancing is is very much that way too. Like it just totally depends on what you're working on. I will say I do feel like I had more more day-to-day consistency as far as where I probably was. Sure. Like when I when I had an office job, so I was likely at the office. Yeah. If I wasn't at the office, I was probably like if I was on a shoot with a with an agency yes. or doing a professional development event or what right. have you, I would likely be at back at the office later that day. Yeah, or you I know, would what always I mean? go back. It's the office was like a home base. Yep. Right. And this is all before pandemic where lots of people started working remotely. Yes. Um, now I don't know. Between client meetings and recording a podcast. Right. And getting work in and it's the beginning of the year. I got to fix my accounting from 2023. It's all in there. I just got to (laughs) organize it. Um, It, it depends. Like, I feel like my day looks a lot more varied now than it did when I was in an office. That makes sense. Cause I don't have a home base I have to go to. Yeah, that's right. My home base is my home. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so that's how I, that's a a long roundabout way about how I got here. So, um, I know sort of, for the most part, how you got. Yes. Because we talked a lot. Sure. But uh, why don't you tell the audience, how did you decide when to become a ghost? So, (laughs) boo. (laughs) I just woke up and said, boo. (laughs) So my decision, we've talked about this. I have been doing this since, full time doing this since July, 2023. So much more recently, very much like Eva, you know, it's also been something that, it's been on my mind mm-hmm. for for years yeah. of doing freelance full time. And I, I actually didn't take on that much, if any, freelance work when I was at the agency. One reason, our contract, I have to get it all approved. Oh, really? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big in-house versus right, agency exactly. difference. Nobody cared. I worked for the hospital yeah. association. Nobody cared if I was making menus on the right. side. But also, I knew how busy I was. Yeah. In general. I was just like, I don't know. And so I always questioned, do I really want to do freelance on top of everything. And then I kind of hit a point in my career at the agency and I, I loved working there. I wouldn't have worked there for 10 years if I didn't love. Sure. And I just reached a point where is my career path, the direction that I still want it to go. Yeah. And am I doing what I want to do? And can I get to do more of what I want to do? Yeah. And and really hit all the the bells and whistles and checkboxes that I'm looking for yeah. in my career as far as growth and personally, mm-hmm. can I do all that? And I reached a point where I was happy with my job. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed my team. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed everyone I worked with. Mm-hmm. For me, I think what the the biggest thing that made me decide I'm going to do this mm-hmm. was 
flexibility in the work I was doing, because Mm -hmm. keep in mind at the agency, I kind of actually steered away from doing design and was in more of a management position for web development. Mm -hmm. And, and I love doing that. Mm -hmm. I have, I've always had this like back and forth of design versus development and like all of that. And I, cause I love both worlds mm-hmm. and it was great, but then I was like, ah, I, I really miss design mm-hmm. and I miss getting to pick what I got to work on. Mm-hmm. And I miss getting to decide when I'm working and who I'm working with and just having all of that flexibility. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we brought up our kids and I just like, I just want more flexibility being a parent yeah, and, and all of that. And flexibility is really what it came down to. Yep. And I just decided, I think I'm going to do this. So it's funny that you mentioned, yeah, you kind of made your decision in November and (laughs) it took a couple months. Yeah. yeah, So I, I did, I think it was, uh, probably around the holidays, November, 2022 that I really talked to me way early because I was like, I decided like two days before Thanksgiving, (laughs) like a week into January 1st, I was like, I'm out. Yes. (laughs) And so at that point, I'm like, I, I really think that this is something I want to do. Yeah. And I, by January, 2023 said, I'm definitely doing this, created my LLC. It was funny because I originally, when I was making this plan, I was like 2024, I'll, I'll do this full time. And then when January got there, I was like, it's time. Oh yeah. It's time. And we've talked about too. I enjoy rounding milestones. I was going to hit my 10 year anniversary in May. So I was like, June's going to be here. I'm, I'm going to officially announce in June. Yeah. And then by July one, my goal is work for myself. Yeah. So I did it and I'm glad I did. I'm thankful I did. I'm grateful I did. Yeah. Because everything that I wanted in my career, the reason that I decided to go freelance for that flexibility in my schedule, in my work and what I'm doing, I've gotten it all. Yeah. And I'm forever going to be grateful for that. Yeah. So one thing though, that hit me recently is we, I was entering work for American advertising awards in our local market here in the Midlands. And it hit me. This is my first time entering work for myself, for my own company. Normally the first couple of weeks in January, at, a, at, a, at a, any agency, award time, it is a madhouse. Like any agency relates, like especially now that it's virtual, it's so much better. But back mm-hmm. when we had to like print all the entries and label everything, oh God, put the them per- on pasteboard. Oh, I just remember the floors would be covered oh, yeah. in award entries, and the production room would be a mess. And yeah. it was just like all the creatives were look like we we're on too much coffee. Well, you are. I mean, we are on any given. <laughs> I'm on my second coffee today. We're always. Too caffeinated. Like people in PR will walk by, like, I really don't want to help them, but I'm going to have to help them. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just a madhouse. And this year, so I'm I'm used, we've entered for years and years and years of even like the first place I worked, we've always entered the American Advertising Awards. But this year was the first year that I entered work and it said Danielle Sally Creative. And that was really cool. I think that that was just one of my aha moments. And I'm like, you know what? This is cool. I'm yeah. doing this for myself. It, will it win anything? Who knows? If yeah. it doesn't, I won't mention it on the podcast. But I feel proud about the work that was submitted. Yeah. And I think that that's all I want. Yeah. I just want to feel really good about the work that I'm submitting. Yeah. But that was that was a cool moment. Yeah. So um, I used to win a lot of awards, not not 
specifically American Advertising Awards, but yeah. I won a lot of Wally Awards, yep. which is like a healthcare, the Carolina's Healthcare PR and Marketing Society. Yes. Yes. Um, so I used to win a lot of stuff from there, from the hospital association. Sure. Part of it is just, it's specific to healthcare. Yes. And so I could submit a lot of healthcare stuff. Yep. And two, I mean, you know, when you've worked all year for a company, you just have more stuff to pull from. Yes. I've talked about this a thousand times. I do so much like unsexy B2B work. Yeah. It's not stuff that you probably want to put in an award show, but. I mean, I submitted, I submitted, yeah. I always submit. Um, and it's just, it's just funny. Cause when you look at my website, like for like seven years, yeah. I'm like sweet. I'm like bringing home all these awards and it's like cricket. Nothing. <laughs> because the American Advertising Awards is the hardest award to win. Yes. Right. Um, like statistically speaking, because yep. of the tiered system and all that kind of stuff. I do not, I still do some healthcare work, but not, not in the categories that the Wally's covers. Sure. Um, like, and I just, I'm so diversified in, in the types of work that I do now that like the industry specific awards, like don't really make sense right. anymore. So it's fine, but I always like to share the story when I talk about awards. So last year I submitted a bunch of stuff. Yes. American Advertising Awards. We had in-person judging last year. Yes. So I submitted the things and then the judges come in and then after they're done, like, judging everything, we took them out to dinner. Sure. So we take them out to dinner. I know what I submitted. And because yes. I helped with the, with, because I'm on the board, I can see the scores. So yeah. I know what I, I know the scores. That was always the interesting part. Like when you're on the other side yeah. of it and like, you can see you're helping with judging so you can see the scores yeah. and like, you obviously can't say anything or, or whatnot. And it was just like, you, you got to see the truths. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. No, it's fine. And like, it was funny because we had all the physical entries out yes. and then as things were dropping, like, score wise, we would pull them down, you know, like narrowing right. the pack. Um, and so, so funny. Cause like every time somebody pulled one of my things, they're like, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's fine. Like really it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a big deal. So anyways, we go to dinner and we sit down and they don't know what my stuff is, but yes. they were like, so how'd you do? And I was like, uh, well, um, one of my brochures is the lowest thing you scored in the entire competition. <laughs> I can't remember if I said that to Shane or if I said it to Kevin. Yeah. But you can imagine, but they're like, oh, and I was like, and of course, like they feel bad because when, don't, don't when bad. you're in judging mode, because both you and I have judged yes. shows before, yes. like when you're in judging mode, you can't take anything personal. No. Right. You're just like, you're looking at everything. You're judging by categories. You're no. looking, you're like, you're just, you, no. you, you assign the score. Yes. But then when you meet the person, it's like, oh God, I'm sorry. And they, <laughs> and they didn't score it. Like, cause sometimes you look at scores and sometimes the scores mean like, what are we doing here? Yeah. That's not what these scores yes. were, right? Because to contextualize specifically for the American Advertising Awards, this is supposed to be exceptional work. Yes. Like outstanding advertising. Yes. But when they said that, uh, they were like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, no, no, it's fine. Because that specific brochure was my highest paying single project all year. So I think that gets into a larger conversation and we can certainly delve yeah. into this another time. But like awards are great. I know you're an Aries. It's fine. I know. <laughs> I need them, Eva. I, know. I need them. I know. It's fine. Um, I'm a Pisces. It's a cool, man. Um, and I don't know what that means that I'm a Pisces, but you tell me what it means about you're why. You're much calmer than me. Am I? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, good work is still good work. Yes. As people who've judged. Yes. And as people who have been judged. Yes. And that's applicable, not just to our work, but our lives. In general. Hey. Um, <laughs> It's all about who's looking at it yes. and, and it's about who your, who your competition is. That's right. So, you, and you know, don't know who your competition is going to be when you, when you enter it. You don't, you don't. So, um, awards are great. Yes. They are not 
to live and die by, <sighs> but they're pretty cool. I know it's okay. I, I, you, know, you just wait. I just like them. I mean, I <laughs> felt, I felt the same way when I worked for a company and I could submit a ton of stuff. Yes. It, I do feel like it's different too, just with, as a freelancer, you just, you work on smaller things. That's right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I submitted some stuff for this year, but some work I'm doing right now, I feel so much stronger about than what I did in 23. And it's just, it's just the assignment I got. I'll say this too. You know, when it was an agency, it came down end of the year, we would do a total of how many Mm -hmm. awards we got. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, we always won the beat the previous year. Yeah. Tell you what, I feel like winning one trophy as a freelancer is going to oh, mean yeah. so much yeah. more to me oh, yeah. than winning 50 or more yeah. when I was working for someone else. Yeah. It just hits so much different. Yeah. I have yet to win one as a freelancer. Yeah, but you're going to. No, no I am. <laughs> I am. Maybe this year. Yeah. Um, I think anything, any accomplishment I have as a freelancer always feels so much more significant. Yes. Because it's just me. Yeah. It's just me. It's just you doing it. Yeah. And everything. The admin work, oh the, yeah, the project work, the yeah. account management work. Yeah. You're responsible for all of it, yeah. so it just hits different. Yeah, for sure. So, so Eva, we talked a long time, mm-hmm. and we kind of rambled on about like awards. We do. <laughs> Sorry, I love trophies. We're great, <laughs> but elevator pitch. Yeah, how do you know when it's time to go freelance full time? Um, you need to look at your career. Yes, and and when I say career, I just mean like your skill set, your portfolio, kind of everything that encompasses that, your volunteer work, your board service, all of that. All the things. All the things. And you got to look and find that sweet spot between, I have a lot of opportunity that I can capitalize yes. on now. That's right. Um, so it's really just about, there's no one size fits all answer. I do think mid-career is a wonderful time to do it. Yeah. I mean, it worked out well for both of us. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, me mid career for, for somebody else might be sooner than that. Or That's they, right. they may have worked somewhere where they got a ton of just like ton of experience in like seven or eight years. Yeah. But right. I think the key of what I'm hearing you say is make sure that you're confident with the experience that you have mm-hmm. in order to leave a company to do it all by yourself. Yes, absolutely. And have a plan B. I mean, I had a plan B if it didn't Always work out. Always have a plan B. Have a plan B if it doesn't work out. Um, and so just, yeah, find the sweet spot. Yes. And have a plan B. That's right. And if you're questioning going freelance full-time yeah. or thinking about that, feel free to DM us on yeah. oh, Instagram mm-hmm. or email us at info at ghostbosspodcast.com. Um, we'll take your questions. We'll listen to you and we'll, we'll give you our feedback. Now we are not professional feedback givers, but we have opinions. I mean, <laughs> pretty good at this. We're good. Right. Also, <laughs> if you are thinking of making the, the transition to freelancing yes. full-time, there are some logistical stuff on the back end. I told Danielle a lot about this. She now knows all of this, but there's some business stuff you have to set up. You yes. got to get an LLC. Maybe not an LLC. I mean, there's. I'm not an attorney, but that's what I did. Yes. Um, you need a business account. Right. You need to, you know, set up a couple of other different things. So if you are, I'm not offering legal business right. advice. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you know, we can, people like us yes. can always like kind of give you a big broad, like these are the steps that we took. Yes. Um, well, and to add to that, I think one of the, the best things that I have going freelance was that I had mentors in place mm-hmm. and colleagues that I can lean on for advice. Mm-hmm. You being one of them. Oh, meh, meh. 
Jamal Milner being one of them. Jamal's given me like some of the best advice and he's been doing this, running his own business for, I think, 20 some years now. So he, he, he was kind of giving me like, here's all the things I wish someone told me when, when I was starting off because everyone felt like I was going to fail and I want you to succeed. And so here's all the things, but having mentors like that, other people who are, are doing freelance full time, getting their advice, things like that. I I think's great. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. We'll be back next week Uh with more. If you have any topic suggestions that you would like to throw at us, DM us on Instagram. We'll make sure we put those in our rotation, but yeah, that's it. Everyone. I can talk about almost anything. (laughs) Throw it at me (laughs) y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Remember to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ghost Boss Podcasts. And also please like and review us on your favorite podcast app.